When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Ducha. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. What goes through your mind when you think of the words Game 7? That's where all the great players make their name. You got to give it every everything you got. That's, I guess, where legends are born. So we're excited. I'm excited. Have Game Seven back in Boston in the Garden. I mean, if you if you would say that back in October, um, that we'll be in Game Seven in the second round, a lot of people probably wouldn't even believe that. But a Game Seven in Boston, I mean, I think a lot of people will take that, and and we will as well. So, like Coach said, keep our head up. Stay confident, and we got to just take care of business on Monday. Oh, man. Fellas, here we are. Yep. The two best words ever said in the NBA playoffs, right? Game seven. I mean. (laughs) Game seven. Entertainment-wise, yes. My sanity-wise, no. No, this is killing me. Because Celtics shouldn't be in this position, right? No, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. The, I mean, they, they had that game. Game six, five-point lead, Ooh. 128 left. But then John Wall happened. I mean... Well, Bradley Beal happened. Let's, let's, John let's, Wall happened. Let's, and then John Wall happened again. Let's chill with the John Wall happened, dude. He hit a, he hit a nice shot. Hey, he's not... Ah, come on, Sean. He didn't take the game come over. On, he, didn't do nothing, he didn't do nothing like that. I'm with Sean. It was a lucky shot. You guys are you guys are crazy. I didn't That's say, how you want to start this podcast right now. I'm not saying it's. A, That's how you want to start this podcast right now. I'm not saying it's a no, guys, lucky come on. shot. Come on, come on. This has been like the most boring playoffs, right? So game seven had to happen, correct? Yeah, that was. Um, are you calling a conspiracy theory right now? Or? No, I, I'm just <laughs> saying that, like, say? like everyone should everyone should <laughs> should just accept the fact that there's going to be a game seven because there hasn't been a game seven in these playoffs. So who um, here it is? Who is that? Don He's reffing. Is that who's right for this game? Ah, uh, come on, guys. You guys really going to go down this road right now? Yep. Come on, man. The Wizards, they earned it. I'm salty. John Wall earned it. I'm salty right now, man. John Wall did it 
he he had he hit the biggest shot of his career. Yeah, uh, biggest shot of his career. Obviously, a thirty a thirty percent shooter from the three point line made a big shot. Yep, cold blooded. Give him that cold blooded shot in front of the Celtics' best defender, arguably the best defender in the NBA. Right? Well, we always say that by everybody. I mean, let this is always. this is really narrowing down how the game freaking ended because. I think that there was a lot more that went into just that final shot. That's why I didn't want to give John Wall all the credit. I, I, I think that the Celtics screwed up 100%, like on multiple occasions in this last couple of seconds of the game. Um, I think I think John Wall made a big shot. I mean, he made a big shot. I will give him that. That was a big-time playoff game six. You got to hit this shot for your season to live on. And he nailed it. But, I mean, same time, what is Avery Bradley doing there? Ah, oh, come on. What is Avery Bradley doing there? Celtics should have been in that position, though. Well, I, even if even if you say they're not supposed to be in that position, like, you're up by two points. You need to guard the three-pointer. You can't – the only thing you can't give up there is a three. And you lay off them. That just, that just stuck with me. Probably – it still stuck with me. That's the only thing I can think about is why wasn't – the best guard defender in the league last year mm. up on John Wall, just making his life miserable. No answer to that. There's no answer I mean, to that. Because John Wall tends to go to the go to the hoop. That's fine. why. Fine. That's fine. why. But plus, I hear what you're plus, saying. I hear what you're saying because that you, wasn't a play. Though. You, I mean, you live with the layup, obviously, because you go into overtime. So I, I get what Sean's saying. But at the same time, though, I mean, I just feel like he didn't want to give him that space. And, I, and, mm. and I'm with you. Okay, he, he could have... Stayed a little closer, you know, gave him a little too much space. Too much. But yep. I just thought, and, you know, from, from the two dribbles that he made, just seeing John Wall, I mean, when he made those two dribbles, I'm like, that's, he's taking that shot. He's taking it yeah. right in front of Avery Bradley. And Avery Bradley gave him more than enough space. And he knocked down one hell of a shot. One of the best game winners I've seen in quite some time. I'm going to I'm gonna say that. In quite some time. Come on. Right in his face. I can't. I- Ballsy. With the season on the line. On his own floor. But yeah, you know what? We'll, except they they celebrated like they just won the fucking uh, World they, Cup oh, right after. Yeah, that they shit. always, the Wizards do, that. always do that. Yeah, that always stupid do that. Rough Riders beat that they Not play even afterwards. That. John Wall acting like no, Paul Pierce. They always Pierce. do that. They always do that after he won the championships. They, they always on the do scores that. Table? They, they ain't no, no rough. They ain't no Rough Riders. They ain't no gangsters. They ain't no thugs. They just they just a bunch of dudes that happen to be in a great position to do something that hasn't been done in their franchise history in like thirty years. Awesome, great. What? But get it done first. We make it to the com- Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they haven't done that. Yet. That's what I'm so saying, though. But they haven't my- done that in 30 years. So then they didn't do nothing but win the games that they're supposed to win at home. That's what I'm saying. Why was John Wall on the scorers' table? Because that's what he does. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. We'll back up a bit. We'll talk right. about what happened during the game. What led to that? Let me well, this is the Causeway Street podcast. There you go. <laughs> We're here. You know, obviously getting right into the talk. Yeah. I mean, we have to get right into it because it's still fresh. Welcome we back, Joel. Welcome back. Seven. I'm back. Thank you, Joel. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Joel, Dutra, miss you guys. Hi. It's great to be back. Great to be back home. We didn't send Sway down to D.C. thinking that, that you know, the South is going to do their thing. And he's not going to have to waste a trip down there. All I'm saying is Sway's supposed so, to be in the building for game seven. <laughs> Sean, if we if I didn't tell you. He's been there for every home game yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the I Celtics. If I didn't tell you about the last time I was at a game seven, you wouldn't be saying that. So why are you even saying that right now? You shouldn't have told me. That's, my, that's the only game seven I've been to. The only one I've been to, 2009 against the Orlando Magic. Hmm. I was there too. If that, if that takes some heat off his sway. No. Maybe you should come. Maybe you should come and uh, 
I tip the scale. I don't think I've ever been. You never been to Game Seven? seven? No. Maybe you should come. Maybe no. maybe I won't be the battle. No, because if the Celtics I'm lose, I'm gonna sit I, right I, here. If the Celtics lose, Sean's gonna hold this over my head. I'm gonna I sit. I'm gonna sit right here, in my lucky spot, not on the couch, in my chair in the corner. Right here in the 101 Causeway Street Studios. Right by the studio. Cool. All right, so well, yeah, we'll talk about, of course, what happened in Game Six. We'll look ahead to Game Seven, we'll make our predictions, and we'll also talk about uh, the whole funeral thing. How'd you guys feel about this? You know what? I wasn't a big fan of it. I didn't think it was I liked something it. that. Why did you like it? Why? You know what? Okay, you know what? Say that thought. Let's talk a, about. Let's talk about the game first. Let's talk about the game, and at the end, of course, we'll do it with. A, in case you missed it with Joel, it was a coincidence. We'll, we'll That's take all. a trip around the NBA. But all right, first things first. Let's start with that. Actually, so the Celtics arrive in all black, just like the Wizards did. In January, I guess the Celtics. Yeah, and uh, you know what, what do they say? This is going to be the end of the Celtics. You know, you know how you guys know how I felt about that. I thought it was right. stupid because uh, the Celtics still have to play basketball after that. But in this instant, it kind of makes sense. But what I didn't like about it was that you, the Celtics, were copying what the Wizards did. I mean, obviously the Celtics are going into this game thinking that okay, if we win it, we're going to look great. But I, I don't think the Celtics look great even if they win. And you did the old black thing because you're thought copying was, them. You're doing what they did. I just thought it was a. Uh, it was like a, it was a heel move. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that. Like they were obviously everyone thought it was the dumbest fucking thing in the world for them for the Wizards to wear the exactly. black. Exactly. So January. it was like, why did you but, copy them? But it was because it was in January. Like, like they it, it it was so stupid, so stupid that if they did it now and they won, then they would have they would have ended that franchise. Like they would have legitimately like been like, this is their John Wall's a joke, Beal's a joke, this whole team's a joke. Because you did this in a stupid situation where it meant nothing. And now guess what? You we can do that. We can also beat you in a game six and then we can do this better than you. I don't know. It's that intimidation game. But I think my the only problem I had with it was you haven't won on the Verizon Center all fucking year. I thought it was ballsy. Like yeah, I, I thought it was I, which, ballsy. Which I, which I respected. I respected. Um, but I mean, they needed to win. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> now, now they're now, 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 wearing stupid. black. I, just think, home. Yeah, I think win or, win or lose, I just thought it was a, it was a bad idea. Yeah, I thought it was ballsy. That's all um, That's all my feeling was about it. I wasn't like, oh, yeah. like I didn't feel like good or bad, if that makes sense. Did it give them extra fuel? No. Nah, no. I don't think so. Everyone came out flat. I mean, that was a... That I mean, was both a, teams, for like three and a half quarters, yeah. both teams played like ass. Yeah, for real. Like, other than <laughs> other than the last, what, two minutes of the of the first half where the Celtics went on that nice run? Yeah. Every, everybody played like shit. It was pretty sloppy. Yeah, it was a sloppy game. It was sloppy. Like, I don't think that game... Like, I think I think the only Wizards' advantage was the fact that they, they outscored the Celtics by like 20 or like 26 points in the paint. Yeah. Well, that was it for, 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 I mean, for the Wizards' sake. Well, Bradley Beal had a hell of a game. He did. Yeah, Bradley Beal had a hell of a I mean, it was game, a battle of the like, guards, right? Because right. Isaiah Isaiah, and Avery combined, combined for, for what? 50, no, 40-something points? 54. 54? Mm-hmm. And 27 apiece. And Bradley Beal had 33. I got that right. Look at that. Yeah. Hey, my math's getting better, fellas. Oh. My math's getting a little better. And Bradley Beal had 33, and John Wall had what? 26. Yeah. So what's that, way? 59. To me... Game six was a missed opportunity for the Celtics. Gigantic missed opportunity. The one they may regret. They, I mean, I mean, it was the best they played in the series in the Verizon Center. Yes, uh, yes, I will say that. Stop <laughs> saying much, but okay, I guess you can say. Actually, that. was it was it just hashtag the, silver lining? Was it just the worst that the the Wizards played in the Verizon Center in the series? In the series, yeah, yeah. because they yeah. they blown out the Celtics. I mean, the by Celtics, twenty plus points the, the in the Celtics last two meetings. Probably played as well as they did, but they the Wizards just weren't making shots. Like they yeah. weren't going on runs. Yeah. 
I don't know. Game I, seven, man. I just feel. But okay, real quick. Before we, get, before we get to game seven, though, I, I just feel like let's go. If you give, yeah. if you give the Wizards Woo. that little window of opportunity, like they're gonna they're gonna capitalize on it. But at the same time, if the Celtics were to to get out to a quicker lead in the fourth quarter, like if they grab the ten point lead, I don't see the Wizards coming back. Whereas if it's the other way around, you we've seen the Celtics make come back time and time again. Well, I will say this: so, when the Celtics made that run, they the the Wizards were scoreless for like. 14 minutes of basketball time from the um like the middle of the second second quarter to like the be- the middle of the third quarter mm-hmm. and the Celtics couldn't pull away right. they couldn't pull yeah. away it's like they both they were both missing right which that was the opportunity if the Celtics yeah. want to steal that game it was right there yeah because right there but they couldn't yeah other than Morris who scored double digits Porter had zero points mm-hmm. Gortat had two their bench combined yeah a lot for of 13 boards, yeah two. their bench combined for 13 How about points Dom- 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 yeah. Four, what was he at? Yeah, four. Four points? Four points. I mean, they were getting nothing from their guys, but the, the biggest moment that I think happened where they where the momentum completely shifted into the hands of the Wizards was when Isaiah Thomas made that turnover. Yeah. That was a terrible pass. I mean, I don't understand what awful. even made him feel like he had to force that one, where they had a full— He should just throw it out of bounds. They had a full <laughs> shot clock. They had, what, a minute, a minute 20 left? You could have taken that to a minute left in the game, created something— Whereas you, even had, you end up giving up a three pointer on, on Bradley Beal, even if you, even if you kill clock. clock, right? I think he just got scared when the two just crowded him. They didn't get scared. I think he tried to make a play. I think he tried to make make a play that was obviously. But Ill- nobody was near him though to like make that pass. No one was near him. It was an ill advised pass. Ill advised pass, but. I think it came from a place of I need to make a play. Like, like I, I, especially yeah, after Marcus, why, a little though? bit especially, of panic. Why force it? Yeah, yeah. If you have twenty winning, seconds on the clock, you're winning the game. You just got the call reversed on the road. Marcus Smart, huge charge. Feet was fucking planted. Right. right. I, I'm surprised they they reversed it. It should have been a charge, but I'm surprised they did. Well, that's a momentum. That's a momentum you changer. G- you give them that small window, and that, yeah. and that they'll capitalize. But if you were, if the Celtics were to grab an eight point, nine point lead, I just feel like I know it's a different story when yeah. it comes to the Wizards. Plus, what the hell was? Why was Kelly Olynyk in the game? In the fourth the quarter. I mean, just in the fourth quarter. At this point, man, that's like that's like the the <laughs> sixth or seventh worst thing that happened for the Celtics. I, I don't know, man. I just I just in, don't understand he was in why at the end because who else would have been in instead of him? I don't. I don't understand though. Like that that play where he gets like setting up a play for Kelly Olynyk. That play is at three least seconds worked, left. Like three point seven. That play is at least worked. I think twice, maybe three times this series where he posts a player up underneath and they just lob it all over him. Like he, that that play has been working. Like as stupid as it is to see Kelly Olynyk try to get the ball, Kelly Olynyk the last shot of the game, ridiculous. Mm. But that play, that play that Brad drew up. They've run that like at least four or five, uh, maybe I don't know how many times, a handful of times, multiple yeah. times to be either a foul, which turned out to be a foul, or a bucket. So I mean, but Kelly never even had full possession of the ball before he got fouled. Well, let's okay. If you want to talk about that, how about the refs screwing up the clock? I mean, that was a mm, fact. Yeah, but I mean, you put that extra second screaming. in there, though. I yeah, that's an extra dribble. That's an extra dribble that Isaiah can take to get. A little more breathing. No, I, but Isaiah's taking. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were gonna say go to the hoop because he's, no, take, he's taking saying, the three pointer. No I'm just saying, what. instead of him fading away, maybe he's leaning into the bucket. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That could have been makes all the difference in the world, especially in a in a bang bang situation. You got an yeah. extra second there. But the thing, the thing that pissed me off, I was screaming at the ref at the TV, screaming at the TV, and the announcers didn't catch 
No. They didn't, didn't say shit. They didn't hear you, huh? Yeah. No, they... It was blatant. They're watching the same freaking game as me. They didn't say shit. Dude, Joe was like, fucking Hubie. Come, come on. But you're, you're complaining. It's like, I'm screaming at the TV and they're, they, they didn't hear me. They're not saying They're not saying what I'm saying. How did, that, how did nobody else notice that until after the game? Yeah. That was blatant. They should have reviewed the time. What a shot by Al Horford, though. I mean, yeah. all the Al Horford haters, the way he's been playing in this series, I mean, playing some of the best basketball we've seen from him this year. Hits the, the the bank shot. That was the ugliest looking shot. That had no business going in, but it banks in, puts the Celtics up by two. And, you know, if Wall doesn't make that three, that's the story of the series. Al Horford, game winner, yep. sends his team into the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what that max money was for. Making his paycheck. Exactly. That would have been the dialogue. But here's my question to you guys as we shift over to, if we shift our focus over to game seven. Woo! Game seven, baby, yeah! Can Al Horford continue to play this well. This, this is going to be, what, three games in a row? Let's say, hypothetically, he 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 does his, what, 20 points and near triple-double that he's been doing, it feels like, the last two games. Can he do that again? Because they're going to need it. They need Horford in that game seven. They need him to put be that flirting with the triple-double, 20 points, Al Horford that we've seen in the series. Not only is he going to play well, because he plays considerably well at home, but Crowder's going to play well. Is he? You're gonna have Rozier. I don't like You're gonna have Rozier coming out playing well, playing more than eleven minutes that he played in Game Six. Shit, I'll even say Kelly, Kelly Linick will, will will be shooting much better than he did. Really? Than he has all series. Okay, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember all this in, yeah. in Game Seven because Cause it's just it's just because it's it's at home. This is the difference between these two teams, though. This is the difference between these two teams. The Celtics need like five guys to play really well, whereas the Wizards, you said it. Two guys played well, and Morris had a, a good game, and that was enough for them to beat the Celtics. But he had a decent game. But, but, <laughs> and I'm still waiting for the Celtics, Wall and and Beal to to combine for 70 points because I won't be surprised if it happens. If in game the seven. Celtics, if the Celtics get consistent play from their starting lineup, if if Crowder and Bradley play well, and Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford play well, it doesn't matter how many points John Wall puts up. It doesn't matter how many points Bradley Beal puts exactly. up. The Celtics will win that exactly. game. So if the Celtics, the Celtics are on point, yeah, before, they will win the yeah. game. If they're not getting that that solid team contribution, then that's where you see yeah. John is, Wall and Bradley Beal being able to put up points. And this, make is it the first, this is the first game, other than, than game three, where the Celtics they didn't put up 100 points. Right? They're averaging, they're averaging 112 points in this series, mm-hmm. the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if Crowder had a better shooting night, if somebody off the bench, it doesn't necessarily have to be Olenek, if anybody from the bench, Smart, Rozier, had a decent shooting night, it would it probably would have been a different ball game. Still would have been a close game. But see, that's just a, that's just a huge if for me because Crowder just hasn't given you any, much close to nothing. I want okay, to say. so then, is that fair to say close to nothing? Okay, the last what two three games? So then. Remember games? No, I remember game, three games. Remember game, game five? Two, game two he was the last time. He played very well in game five. Okay, but rem- okay. And remember in game five, he got going early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Game five. He, yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Game. He got. He went. He he got going. Rosier was going. Was was shooting well. Marcus Smart. Like just one of those guys. That's all it takes for the Celtics to have the advantage because Bradley's doing his thing for the last few games. Yeah, but see, okay. Game, Horford. Horford has only had five, one bad game. Game all five. Series. Game five. He gave. Well, yeah. Horford's been great. Game five. He gave you that that solid outing. But game five was all about Avery Bradley. I mean, let's face it, Avery Bradley, that was arguably his best game of his career. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you, but in game, best half in, of game his career. in game six, Thomas, Bradley, and Horford 
right? They did their jobs, right? Am I wrong? Other than Thomas turning the ball away. Wait, Bradley times. who? Bradley, Thomas, and Horford. Okay, yeah. Where was Olenek? Where was Crowder? Where was Smart? But see, that's why. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Good question. Smart, Smart's missing. But th- that, that's the thing, though. When it comes to Game Seven, like I just feel like the Celtics need to. They rely on more guys than the Wizards do. I'll make a prediction right now. Marcus Smart's going to be the most valuable player in Game Seven. I wouldn't be surprised. He's I mean, look, come up from your seen, mouth to the basketball babe, gods' ears. We've seen Marcus Smart come up big in the playoffs. I mean, it wasn't. It was a small sample size. But in those two games against Atlanta, the only two games the Celtics won in last year's postseason for this, I'll you know what I mean? He was huge. He was he was arguably the reason why they won those games, especially the overtime one. I'll quote. I'll even quote Dutra. Especially he in overtime, doesn't, he doesn't even have to score to be impactful. Give me those smart plays, like those 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 like you know game winning plays. Right. Give me a crazy rebound, like, like, we, saw, like, like we saw in like, Game Five, like taking that charge. Yeah, at the, at exactly. the, end of the quarter. Give me give me you know a steal. Like at a crucial moment that could change the game, and that's all he, that's all you need from Smart to be uh, to a, be to be valuable. That's legitimately all you need is for him to make. If he scores, that's the bonus. A positive <laughs> impact on the game, which will probably happen. Even if he has one like crazy three pointer. Yeah, what? what? Even if that's his only three of the game, and that's yes. like that influences the winning. Then that's it. Three points, a charge, four rebounds, three assists, three steals. I Margaret Smart is an MVP of that game. However, that 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 could be the line. Like I, I seriously think that he's the missing link. Like if if the only player that hasn't had a great game or a good game in you know the Celtics regular rotation this series has been Marcus Smart. Really, yeah. his like game five was his decent, uh, his only decent game. But I mean, yeah, but it, it wasn't. The Celtics were winning that game if Marcus Smart was playing in that game or not. Yeah, but it. it this is the game. He was that, noticeable. This is he the was game noticeable that Marcus that game. Smart will decide. He will. Yeah. Dis- I have a feeling. Just I, I, want smart. I feel I did, like I feel like this is like he's going to be the guy because that's how I felt about Game Six. I thought that would, that would be the game, but okay, could be Game Seven. I, I think it will be, man. I really think it will be. I think Marcus Smart's going to be a huge, huge component of this of this series. By the way, where did uh, Amir Johnson come from? We literally were had him. Six oh, feet thought, under. We thought he was the. He we had played his throwing, last game. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, were right. throwing yeah, yeah. dirt all over Amir yeah. Johnson, and all of a sudden, I didn't want him to start. All of a sudden, in the first quarter too, make makes his, make an impact. All of a sudden, he right, comes out like right that after the tip. Jeez, yeah, they're gonna need that in Game Seven. Yeah, I was just gonna say who's gonna start in Game Seven, but you gotta go Amir. Yeah, I gotta go Amir. Gotta go Amir. I mean, if, if he just plays some defense, get some rebounds. That's what he's been that's doing. How, that's how we really need. That's all the Celtics really need him to do. Couple oops, couple of, yeah, couple oops. There you couple go. Couple alleys, dude. Yeah. Well, you guys heard from the top. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is this is nothing for him. He says no pressure going he's to excited. Game Seven. His very first Game Seven. Uh, he talked about uh, the great Game Sevens he's seen in the past, whether it was Paul Pierce versus LeBron, or uh, who am I forgetting? A bunch. <laughs> who else am I forgetting? Um, Iverson versus uh, Vince Carter. Uh, what was it? Kobe versus the Celtics in 2010. I mean, he's seen a lot of them. He, he of course, Get the talked fuck about out them. of here, dude. Why are you going to bring that shit up? Sean, are you really? What, what am I, jinxing this thing for the Celtics? Is that what it is? A little bit. It's a quote, okay? It's what he said. He brought it up. I didn't bring it up. I'm relaying what Thomas said. Don't shoot the messenger, man. You don't want him to leave again. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> he says the best players play at their best in those type of situations. 
any concern, guys? Are we going to see? Uh, we're not going to see a James Harden situation here, are we? Game seven. No, I don't. I'm, I, again, I'm not concerned with the. Just throwing it out there. No. I'm not concerned Isaiah's with. with yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned, concerned with Thomas Bradley or Horford, to be honest. For real, it's just, those other guys need to step up. No, that think, made, that was a difference in Game Six. I'll, I I will be shocked if Thomas doesn't go for 35 plus. I will be shocked unless it's a Game Five situation where. He does everything he needs to do other than scoring. But I, I really feel or like... He, or he passes and scores 20 points and everybody else... Right. I, yeah. I, I, game 5 situation yeah, exactly. where he didn't game like 5. Four, but, four but or five I'm, people in double figures. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I, I truly think that the f- Isaiah's going to come out hot. And then the first sign of we may not have this, Isaiah's going to take over the game. Like, he's the type of player that lives for these moments. This is him. Mm-hmm. This is his moment. Like, Game 7... And the Eastern Conference semifinals, like, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm sure he knows this too. Like, he's not stupid. Yeah. This is their fucking NBA finals right now. Yep. They're, they're probably not going to get past the Cavs, right? Yeah. They need to get there. They right. need to. This is this is the is shining moment of these playoffs. This is the Wizards slash Bullets first game seven in their franchise history. Fine. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. I'm just well, just say I'm some just more th- stupid shit. Come I'm on, come on. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just joking with you, man. <laughs> You're just spitting facts. See, I feel like down the stretch in game six, I was thinking, okay, you know what? The Celtics have been in this situation so many times, and I feel like if it's a one-point game, two-point game, they're going to find a way to get out of it. Obviously, that didn't happen. So going into game seven, if that same situation arrives, I think the Celtics will eventually come out of it. But if the Wizards get a good enough lead, Going into those last few minutes of the fourth quarter, and you got John Wall feeling it, and Bradley Bills, you know, scoring over thirty plus, that's a tough situation for the Celtics to get out of. Because, like Joel said, you know, you, you need those guys to, to the, the other guys to step up. We're not worried about Isaiah Thomas. He's going, like you said, he's going to drop his thirty-five. I wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't be surprised. We necessarily may not have to worry as much about Bradley. You know, nah, he's 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 been on. I mean, injury. I'm thinking health wise. Throughout the stretch of the game, if he's okay by the fourth quarter, by the by the end of the fourth quarter, then you don't have to worry about Avery Bradley. Nah, his wifey, his wifey got him on point. He's like, nope. <laughs> but the other Get guys, together, bro. The Lay other the guys are gonna have to dude. set the stage for Bradley and Isaiah Thomas. And Bradley, I, Bradley's been running some shit. And I think one of the most important parts going into that fourth quarter is how the Celtics look in the third quarter. I mean, it's been the story of this series. The third quarter of Game Four, where the Wizards went on to that crazy was a twenty six zero run. Third quarter. Yeah. The uh, the run before that one, what was it, 22 points in game three, third quarter. The Celtics, you know, taking care of business at home, they third stole the momentum quarter. in the third quarter when they, you know, uh, game five, they blew them out. When did that blowout start? In the third quarter. So I Game just, six, where couldn't the Celtics take advantage of third quarter? They yeah. had, the, yeah. the Wizards couldn't score, and the, the Celtics score. couldn't. But they didn't capitalize, capitalize on it. Capitalize on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They that went, was it. What was it, a two-point game going into the fourth, right? I yeah. mean, the Celtics had a chance to go in, go into the fourth with a double-digit lead. You know, put the Wizards on the back against the wall. So the third quarter is the spot. Off. Third quarter is the spot. Third quarter is the spot. But because I think if you get up on, I'm if you get up on the Wizards, John Wall and Bradley Beal. Let's face it, man. John Wall is the best player in the series. No, he's the best player in the series. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes. He no, is. he's not. Yes, he is. No, he is not. This is the radio we're gonna have right now. <laughs> no, Isaiah I'll, Thomas is a better player. You're than gonna John put Wall. Isaiah Thomas above John Wall. Yes, and I'm a John Wall guy. You are a John Wall guy. I'm surprised you're saying this. I'm a you, John Wall guy. You were saying this before the series. So what made you switch? Mentally, I think their skill set is right there. But mentally, you will see. And if anybody saw after no. after after Game Six, yes, John Wall, you made a great shot. 
But is that what you're playing for? Is that what you're going to get on the freaking stands for and fucking go crazy and stand on the scorer's table under confetti and fucking go crazy because you won game six well, on Sean, the game winner? Well, these two teams hate each other, man. I'm not surprised right, he did fine, that. Fine, fine, fine. If you win the series, go fucking ape shit. Just fucking do it. But if you win game six and you still got to travel back to Boston, a place you never won all year, a place that you played like shit in Wizards, all year. The Wizards haven't won in two years. At the Garden in the last two years. Okay. Two years. So, yes. Okay. So, you can't win there and then you're fucking celebrating like you just fucking won an NBA title. All right. Like, not, not, that normally doesn't get me upset. But the fact that it's John Wall and he's got this rap of being an immature guy who doesn't care about winning, who just cares about stats and playing well and, you know, looking good on the court. Like, as much as he wants to move past that, he's not there. But Isaiah Thomas is there. Isaiah Thomas is meant more mentally strong, and I think it's a better pure scorer. Maybe John Wall's a better athlete, but if I had to pick, because both are not a number one on a you know championship team by themselves, they can't lead a team into a playoffs, right? They can't lead a team to a championship just being themselves and then add role players around them. If I had to pick one of them on a championship team, I'm taking Isaiah Thomas every. Single day of the week. No. Every single day of the week. All right. And this series, in my opinion, John Wall gets a slight edge. Mentally, you're right. Isaiah, obviously, for what he's been through and what he's been doing all playoffs, right through the whole, through the Just first, imagine if he was right. The first two rounds, right? Okay. But if John Wall doesn't perform, if he has an off night, the Wizards are probably going to lose. You know why? If, hold on, hold on. But if Isaiah has an off night and everyone is doing what they're supposed to do, the Celtics are going to win easily. Let me tell you why. This is exactly mm, why I'm going to take Isaiah. Yeah, well, well, but it could happen. This yeah, is yeah. exactly why I'm going to take Isaiah. Because Isaiah won't stop playing. If John Wall's having a bad night, he will put himself on the bench. And he will that. sit on the bench because he's not having a good night. If Isaiah's having an off night, he continually tries to get himself out of that slump and tries to make, make players around him better. He doesn't give up. John Wall you. is a quitter. John Wall is a absolute quitter. And, and skill-wise... 100%. If he wanted to, he could be the number one point guard in this league. He could be a top five player in this league with his skills. Yeah, But, but just, his attitude... The top five point guard, though. His attitude, saying, though, but, but his attitude is, is what's... He's, he's legitimately... He's the one that created this whole AAU mentality in the NBA. I know. I get you. I get you. But for this series, though, I'm not saying overall. Overall, you know, we've talked about our top 25 and then, you know, John Wall on, no, on all our list wasn't, wasn't rated series. that high. But I'm just saying, just this series... If John Wall is not shooting well, if he doesn't score at least twenty some odd points, the Wizards have a hard time winning. But because how many times? I know. I get you. I get quarter. you. I get you. But how many? How many times during the playoffs has Isaiah scored under twenty points and the Celtics still win because he's got better role players than than I than uh, than John Wall? I don't does. think it's because he's got better role players. I think if John Wall wanted to, if John Wall didn't pout, if John Wall didn't get. Sorry for himself if John Wall didn't say, wow, fuck this, I'm not on tonight. Fuck everybody else. He could be a great distributor and lead his team to a victory, mm. but he doesn't have that in him. If he's not the man, All right. he doesn't care. He's not going to play, which is the problem with John Wall, which Isaiah, I think there's been three wins so far this year where he scored under I mean, this playoffs, mm -hmm. where he scored under 20 points. Yeah. or Two or three, maybe two, but still... Two wins where the leading scorer, a top, what, three score, top four score in the league this year, didn't score over 20 points but played his heart out and still led his team to victory. John Wall doesn't have that in him. If John Wall's not the man, John Wall doesn't want to be a part of anything. If he's not the, if he's not the guy in the spotlight, 
He doesn't want anything to do with anything. Well, before the series started, um, I had the Celtics winning in six, mainly because I believe that the Wizards, they don't, they're, they have one good game, and it's hard for them to repeat that you know, in back-to-back games. And they did that in this series in games three and four. That's the first time all playoffs. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see them having the same success in game seven. I'm not going to say anything. I really hope that uh, um, you know, it's a really clean game. <laughs> Both parties out there play some clean basketball. Are you hinting at a uh, – Hopefully no one gets hurt. Jordan Mickey checks in and uh, does some dirty work. Is that what you're trying to get at? No, I'm just done making predictions on the playoffs of this series. Every fucking prediction I've made on this podcast has been wrong. So Marcus Smart's probably going to – Blow his ACL in the first fucking second of this fucking <laughs> game seven since I predicted it would be the MVP. Better knock on that wood behind you, bro. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. If the Celtics lose, if they lose, stop is saying the season that. of disappointment? Yes. Yes. Fuck. Joel? Yes. I'm going to say yes only because the whole avoid Toronto. Yeah. The way the, the path yeah, that they had. The way the path, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But at the beginning of the I know, but at the beginning of the season when we were doing our predictions about yeah, the Celtics season, about the Celtics season, the you fuck know, happened in Toronto. We 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 were pretty damn close, or if not, we hit it on the button in terms of record wise. We didn't say number one seed, you know what I mean. So at that point, I said if they don't make it at least to the second round, I said it would have been disappointment. But mm-hmm. because of what we've seen, I think at least being the first seed and um, avoiding the Raptors, avoiding the, the Raptors and, and the Cavs and the Cavs, yeah. yeah. So. I, th- I think we, so. If we were to force it, we'd be like, oh, whatever, playing I the Cavs. So. You know what I mean? Because think of, think, of, think, of the, think of the headlines for Brad Stevens. Two and eight and two years of going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then winning back-to-back series. Yeah. And then giving the Cavs. And that was the worst. As much as they could. You know what I mean? If I'm not mistaken, right? That was the worst uh, start for after, NBA coach after, after 10 the, games? After the first two games. No, after, of the Bulls series. After the first 11. Uh, yeah, those first two games. games. Gives them 10 playoff games. 10 games. No, I understand. but Minimum it, it, 10 games. He was Well, he would have 11 games, but he was 2-11. and 11. Going into no, the so, playoffs, yeah. he was 2-8. and eight. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the, There's that. Also that. And then he won four straight, so then he's six and eleven. They won, they won six straight at one point. Six straight games. Six straight games. So yeah. he was what? He was what? After bringing in, you know, Gerald Green. Eight and eleven. He's like a he's like a fireable NBA coach at that point. See, I just <laughs> I just think win or lose, the Celtics are sort of the Eastern Conference best contender. You know what All I mean? Right. For this Cleveland. Is- because now Toronto, I mean they it's looking messy up there. Yeah, they're, they're done. gonna have to break that thing up they're because, done. first of all, not only is Kyle Lowry, you know, a free agent, but they have a group of guys. Their their core of guys aren't twenty two, twenty three years old. You know, they have guys that are going to either stick around and lock them in, which probably isn't the best thing for them to do because they've proven that they can't even win a game against the Cavs, or break it up and start from scratch, which automatically knocks them off. From being a top three team. Yeah, the Wizards are still there. But the thing about the Celtics is that not only do they have that top two, top mm-hmm. three pick that we're going to find out about this week. I was just going to mention they that. They also shit. have Jalen Brown. They also have uh, plenty of cap space to Ooh. shut up, Sean. They also have plenty <laughs> of cap space to go grab somebody else. The Wizards don't have that. No, I think. I think Toronto Raptors don't have that. But you know, I, they don't have that, those assets. But I still think like it's even though even though everything, everything is in a Celtics favor where they have. All of these other things going for them. This season, you're the number one seed and you don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a disappointment. 
If you're a number one seed, I, I get it, but that wasn't the expectation going into the season. But I, I get you, I get you. you but can, one could even say they overachieved, even even if they lose in Game Seven. You know, knock on wood. But even if they lose in Game Seven, you know, a lot of Celtics fans will not taking that. Well, I know you're not taking I'm it. Not I'm not taking, taking it either. That's why I'm saying okay. I think it would be a failure. All right, but you know, no one expected to be the number one seed. Not even us. We were talking about third seed at the most. Well, I get, I get that. But like, if you if you're looking at it, like if you think the Celtics got this awesome future, right? If you think that. Brad Stevens is the coach, and Isaiah Thomas is the star, and Al Horford's there, and you can build through the draft. And if you're there right now, if you if you if if you think this is like the next step into like the next championship contending team, then you have to be able to prove that you can do it before all these pieces mature. Because like, and we're not we're not saying get to the finals. We're not saying win an no, NBA you're saying championship. Meet, meet the Cavs before these guys. Exactly. Develop, you yeah. need to at least get right. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't, if you can't get there, then who's gonna say Markel Fultz is gonna come in here and make a big deal? Well, I'm not. I'm you not know, thinking that. I'm thinking but, more but of but like I'm just saying, a free agent's gonna come in exactly. and you're gonna dig it over the top. I'm you know thinking, what I mean? I'm thinking Gordon Hayward. I'm that's thinking the Paul Georges. You know, but, whatever but Paul George wants to do, whether it's LA or whatever. Yeah, that's two guys like that are gonna say, okay, wait a minute. But it's not that but, team is one piece away. I can be that piece to go to the NBA Finals. I could be the piece to help this team knock off the Cavs. Because look, look where they are already. Exactly. They they've gotten to that See, point with the draft lottery being next week. Right. You can't fucking wait for me. Which is I love that no one's been talking about this shit. Yeah. It's it's going on right. All, all I'm saying is, it's two different things when you talk <laughs> about when you're who, game seven. who you talk when you're talking about someone that potentially you can draft versus someone that you can bring in via free agents or a trade, whatever it may be. I think those are two different things. The, his, his name regardless, is Markel Regardless, the future looks brighter than like you said than the Wiz- than the Wizards than the Raptors. Then well, the insert Eastern but, Conference team here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Those though. two main this teams that were, that, were, that people had looked. That they were going to be ahead of the Celtics because this, so this, even the this, Pacers. This is this is where I'm getting my. We need to win this game from. Is and no it, one's coming off the books, at least not this summer. This rebuild, no one important has gotten this this season. Defines sort of the rebuild process. I think, in my opinion, is like you have started with nothing. You got Isaiah Thomas. You made it to the first round. You got the Cavs. You lost, right? Whatever. Made it to the. First round again the next year. Won a couple games. Won two games. Yep. Whatever you lost. This year, you get over that hurdle. You're the number one seed, bro. You're number one seed. You can't be a failure as a number one seed and still expect to be able to come back next year and be better than that? No. I. Well, this, my, well my question is losing in game seven after you knocked off the, your first round. You finally won a series, and you lose in game seven. One win away from facing the Cavaliers. Is that necessarily at, a failure? At, at yes. home. That's at a home. failure? Yeah, I think it's a failure. You lose at home to and, and, and to John Wall and the Wizards? It's not like you're losing to, like, a, a good pa- Pacers team or, like, like a, like a, like a or the, Raptors. the Raptors. Like, you're losing to John Wall and Bradley Beal, who, when I said they were going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, everybody laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me when I said they were going to make the playoffs. I mean, no one had them be in the top four seed. We were like, mm, maybe they'll battle for the six, seven, eight spot. I thought they were going to battle for the eighth spot, and you guys were like, no, no way, I didn't say that. I just one hundred percent. I said that. Yeah, yeah, you might have. I didn't say that. But well, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. Like other than John Wall and Bradley Beal, this no team is line. garbage. Garbage. This team is garbage. So you can't lose to them in in, in the Eastern Conference semis. You can't. Well, okay. So. If you want to be the next guy knocking on that door, that's fine. Which I think we're all assuming that the Celtics will be. You can't lose to the. You can't lose this okay, game. Okay. You got to win this game. It'll be a failure, but in some aspects, isn't it fair to say that they've overachieved? 
Did anybody have them coming in as the first seed? That's my point. Did anybody have them winning more than 50 games? I think everyone was just like, oh, if they just win 50. Nope. They don't, not only did they win not only did they win 53 I games. I disagree with this point 100%. But you're not, you're not letting me finish it. How I know. You disagree with it before I finish I it. Just, <laughs> go ahead. You're lowering the bar. No, I'm not lowering the bar. It's realistic aspect of this team. Seriously, what if they what if they finished third? What if what if they were this was the th- this was the, the number three seed versus what if the what if Washington was the number two seed, and then the, and then and then 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 what's the then what's your answer when he says that this is a failure? If they finished third, like we all expected them to, if they finished third and they lose in the game seven, I would have been looking at Danny Ainge and say, why didn't you fucking add anything at the fucking trade deadline? You still been asking that? You said that last episode. I'm saying that though, <laughs> like that makes it more more like they they were. A good, a good to great team in the regular season. So, like, if you're not capitalizing on that in a playoff run and you're losing in the Eastern Conference semis, it's it's a failure. Even if you're the third seed, then I'm looking at Danny Ainge even more and saying you could have put this team over the top. But just you're still saying that to a certain extent. I, if they lose, you know I'll be saying okay, that. Okay, then. So then if you they still th- have you still have that in the back of your mind. So. Is it really that huge of a failure? I still think it's a failure, but you're making, games, you're making it seem like it's because, oh, because they're the number one seed. How many games, they're the did, number one seed, how many the number games one seed. did we all predict them to win this year? I said 53. How many did they win? 53. Okay. So does that make them the number one seed in the East? It doesn't. It, it shouldn't. It did, it shouldn't. Though, but it did. But it shouldn't, though. That's my point. Okay, it shouldn't. But it, it shouldn't. They, over, it they overachieved. No, they, that didn't over, they didn't overachieve because they were the team you thought they were. They were the team that you thought they were. They it, won 53 games. Okay. So if that makes them the best team in the East, then get them the best team in the East then. But they're not, though. As much as you want them to be, they're not. Obviously, the Cavs are the best team in the East. No, but, but I'm saying record-wise. Even, even if it wasn't the Cavs, 53 wins shouldn't but, be considered number one. But and just, That's just me. Fair, fair. I, I mean, but it is. But it is. So, I mean, if you're going to – if you can't – Like, they technically, if you want to even go a little bit deeper, kind of fell into that because the Cavs are just like, fuck it. Right? Well, they beat the Cavs. They beat them once out of four times. Still. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a trip. Let's take our trip around the NBA like we always do with Joel's. In case you missed it, uh, there's been a lot going on. A lot of things I want to talk about, but I know Joel has has his all covered, so we'll get right into it. What you talking about, Joel? In case you missed it. Uh, In case you missed it, (laughs) the NBA once again has pissed off Celtics fans by releasing their their stupid last two-minute report. Why even do it? (laughs) I know, right? That um, 2.7 seconds instead of 1.1 should have been on the clock before uh, Thomas's last attempt to win the series. And the report also noted that um, there was a few errors on their part when it came to the Wizards because Al Horford's screen that set up uh, Avery Bradley's go-ahead three-pointer to put him up 89-87 with 39 seconds left was an illegal screen that they missed. And Al Horford... On the next possession, should have been called for a defensive three-second violation. Oh, so, so it evens out. So it evens out. Here you out, go, fellas. <laughs> well, Sean, you're so riled up at that one second. Yeah. Well, you know what? Look, look what the NBA just told you. <laughs> you know what? You know what, NBA refs? If you wanna, if you wanna, if you this wanna, this is Steve Javi's fault, by the way. If you wanna, if you wanna take back well, a, a three-pointer, guess what? That changes time. I've watched Back to the Future. All right. Mm-hmm. I've watched Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you try to change time with shit that already happens, when shit happens after that, <laughs> but people, if you talk about people, the end of the game, people you talk about the end of the game, you can change start, that shit. People start disappearing in pictures, right? <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is that MILF in the front row is gone. All right, she's disappearing under if you take back that Al Horford screen. Uh, 
But the end of the game, Markeith, you could have done because Markeith, there's no time left after that. Markeith Morris smacking Stephen A. on the ass doesn't happen either, right? Mm-mm-mm. Ends up hitting him in the nuts, and it's this whole big thing. <laughs> Kicking him because he's so pissed? Yeah, because he just uh, – if if, he, if you reverse the screen from no, – I'm just kidding. <laughs> just keep going. I'm not going down this wormhole. <laughs> you just grabbed my nuts. <laughs> He complains about what is wrong with you? <laughs> First off, before we get started about this game, listen, Markeith Morris. Why is your Stephen A. impersonation so on today? I just came out. It's know. on, dude. You can keep going. So, hey, you you don't grab about. a man right there. No, <laughs> That's on, dude. That's on. That's fucking fire. You're going to keep talking to that voice all night. <laughs> no, because that's my personal space. It's all, it's all downhill from here. So if I, if I keep going, it's just going to get worse. And then Sean will be the first one to call me out. Nah, nah. He sounded better earlier, man. You he lost, lost it. it. You yeah, lost, he lost it. it right. Well, uh, game seven tonight. Guess who's been anxious for this series to end? Oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've been sitting around. Hey, guess what they can? Poor babies. They've been sitting around, you know, playing with themselves. Who knows whatever they, they do when they Twiddling their fingers. Twiddling their thumbs. Watching the Warriors. My question is, like, why why does, like, Tyrone Lue have to have, like, a press conference after, like, every practice? My question is, how, <laughs> how many children's books do you think LeBron has read so far? No, this but off, why, why this does, like, this, grain. like, group of media have to, like, you know, crowd around? He has to come up, you know, take his time and start talking about what have they been doing on their off dates. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Who the hell cares what they're doing? Seriously. Uh, in case you missed it, as if uh, San Antonio Spurs needed some more bad luck to happen they, when they lose a 25-point lead to the Golden State Warriors. Kawhi Leonard hmm. left the game in the middle of the third quarter with an ankle injury, expected to get an MRI. And you know, the question was asked, yeah, it's his, uh, his left ankle. question was asked, did he think Zaza Pachulia did it on purpose when he tried to you know defend his shot? He's this dude that's never going to say, like, yeah, you know, there's some conspiracy behind, you know. Zaza playing defense. So he mm. said, no, he doesn't think he did anything intentional. They asked Kawhi that? They asked Kawhi this. And, of course, Zaza seconded and said, no. It wasn't. He was just trying to defend the shot. That's it. Nothing it, nothing more, nothing less. If it was Draymond Green now, that'd be a different story, I think. It didn't look intentional. No, I didn't either. That's what I, I don't know why someone wouldn't even bring that up. Like the, the Al Horford on Markeith Morris looked more intentional than this one. It was more to question it than right. Gotcha. right. This All one right. I I watched and I was like, where was the foul on that? Like right. when I watched it and, but ah damn, if the Spurs don't got Kawhi, they can blown out by fifty every fucking game. Yeah, they need him. I mean, it's impressive what they did against the the Rockets, but this is this is the Golden State Warriors. They, they need Kawhi. That's the Rockets. It's yeah, the exactly. Rockets. This, these are the Warriors, bro. Right. What do you guys think about this series, though? Real quick, who who's who's winning and how many games? Um. With, well, I mean, without Kawhi, well, I'm just saying in general. I, I let's hope before before Kawhi went down, I thought that this series would could, could potentially go seven. What did the MI, the MRI come back as? Uh, it still hasn't been released yet. Fuck you, Pop. <laughs> without Kawhi, by the way, Pop had uh, a I'm nude gonna, suit on. I'm gonna give them a game. Yeah, I say Warriors in five. Wow, Popovich's suit <laughs> was his skin color. Literally, I turned the game on and I was like, on "Whoa, Sunday? Pop is naked." <laughs> no, he's not. Just wore his same skin. Color as a suit, exact same color. It was it was the face. most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Anyways, <laughs> so what's your prediction after all that? <laughs> if Pop keeps wearing nude suits, mm, I don't know. It all depends on Kawhi. It literally Jimmy. Yeah. Play, if Kawhi plays, if Kawhi plays the next five four games, then I think the Spurs could legitimately take two of them. Okay, I think they can. But right. if Kawhi plays, if Kawhi's out for the next two games. Like if he if he can't play the next four straight games, it's over. It's done. I mean, yeah. it's it's four games. It's tough. Sweet. Um, 
real quick about Pop. You know, he's eliminated every Western Conference team at one point or another during his. It's a crazy fucking stat. As the head I coach keep, of the Spurs, I keep trying to think of including the, the Pelicans. <laughs> I keep trying to think of teams that he may not have beat, but no, the Jazz oh, beat them too. The Lakers. How Clippers. long is popping on the Vancouver Grizzlies? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, they made no, out it's Memphis the same, it's the same yeah. franchise, yeah. but yeah, no. Vancouver and Memphis, though? <laughs> yeah, together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just picture Paul's face yeah. like, got them both. Brian Reeves? <laughs> even, even, even when... Uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim? Even when the New Orleans was in OKC for that one year. Mm. Beat them, too. What about the Sonics? Uh, yeah. Oh, he got the Sonics. He got the Sonics. <laughs> he got, oh, he got, he got, got the Sonics. Got him a couple times. Right? He got a couple <laughs> <of> times. <laughs> Raiders? Uh, we were talking about basketball teams. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My but, bad. Though, but good guess, though. Good guess. Well, in case you missed it, once again, the New York Knicks just can't stay out of the news. Mm. Your boy, Phil Jackson. He's not my boy. He is. You love Phil Jackson. No, I know. I know you don't. Well, you love Michael Jordan, so. I love yeah, Michael right? Jordan. Just, just assume that you love Phil Jackson, too. Well, Phil Jackson <laughs> keeps reiterating his belief that Carmelo Anthony should waive his no-trade clause and accept any deal that the Knicks can, can come up with to get rid of him. And uh, Does he much, think he's a Jedi? I don't know. I don't know what he thinks he is, but he will um, accept this deal. <laughs> he says we like him to have success. The opportunity is narrowing. We like for him to have success somewhere. We know it's not going to be here. Hopefully, we you know we'll be a playoff team next year. But it'll be it'll be tough to consider us a championship team. End quote. So, what does Carmelo have to do with a championship contender? He wants him to go to another team, but he thinks that. Even without Carmelo, they'll be a playoff team. Carmelo will be a well. That's ridiculous. If Carmelo, this is a lot to ask. This is a lot to ask from him. Mm-hmm. But if he accepts a bench role, he will be the most potent difference maker in a series that you could think of. Mm. Imagine that automatic offense off the bench. Yeah, but the thing about Carmelo, though, I feel like he needs those starter attempts. You know what I mean? But the so minute the minutes it, will be there. That's what I'm saying. It'd have to be like a 30-minute time. It'd have to be like, a, be like a, a Jason Terry. A Louis Williams. Okay, yeah. yeah, Louis Williams But type, coming off the bench. Man. Right. And he would never do that. Because you know <laughs> but him. But that's what I'm saying, though. If he did. You know him. He's like, no, I'm I'm still a starter. I'm still an all-star but in this if league. He, but if he comes, he could be an all-star I didn't make Joe Sway's top 25 list, but I'm still an all-star. He could be an all-star off the bench and win six men of the year and win an NBA championship if he just decides to, to like, uh, I'm, I'm just saying this. Imagine Where, so you're though? saying on the what Knicks, yeah. San Antonio, on the Knicks or, or any other team. No, on a championship oh, contender. Okay. Right. If he goes to San, San Antonio, Antonio work, and he's just he can't the go guy to Cleveland, that, he can't go to Golden State. No, no, he, he San Antonio. I mean, maybe Boston. If depending on who we get in free agency, what what that trade the Knicks, happens. I think at the Knicks at this point should just buy him out and let him be free. No, nah, Phil's not doing that. Well, yeah, Phil ain't gonna do that. Phil, Phil still thinks he can get. Gonna, a, Phil still thinks he get a first round draft. No, I know, but who can? Who's gonna trade for him? Honestly, though, somebody will trade a non contender. Somebody will trade nothing. He has a no trade clause. He can say no. I don't want that. Well, yeah, but I mean, or, or you know what? You I know mean, what? I think I think Phil's thinking is like, you know, let me keep pissing this dude off in the media. Let me keep talking shit about him. He's going through a divorce. Well, let me let me ask you, you know what I mean. Let me ask you guys just 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 so he he just says all right to any deal. Let me just let me the fuck out of here. Let me throw this out there. Oh yeah, the next this is something I've been thinking about. Lately, with this whole Carmelo thing, the Lakers is that a possibility for the for Carmelo? No, not for, for Carmelo. Carmelo. Not for Carmelo. And then they they unless grab they get, Paul George, like Paul George, yeah. and then they grab Paul George, and then like and then the, the that's a little pick, super team. Okay, pick. so then you and, or top two, whatever. Yeah, yeah top three yeah. pick wait, in the draft. Wait, okay, are you trading Brandon Ingram in this deal? 
I mean, that's the thing. Money-wise, someone has to take Timothy Moskov off their hands, first of all, mm. which is going to be tough. To t- <laughs> no. The tough pill to swallow. Luol Deal- Deng. No, it's over. Done. Luol Deng. Conversation done. No one's taking Moskov. No one's trade, taking Moskov. You could trade. You could trade. Uh, the Walton, Knicks, the Knicks Walton, Walton. Yeah, no, Walton becomes the coach of the head of the uh, of the Knicks instead of Hornacek. Little Phil Jackson, Doc, and Luke Walton. <laughs> the yeah. Doc Rivers move you're talking about? Yeah, the training coaches. Pretty much straight up Luke Walton for Carmelo. Who says no? Yeah. <laughs> Magic Johnson might say yes. No, no, Magic Johnson will say no because he's got Magic Brandon Johnson, Ingram. Really? They've already, they've already, they've already. Come on. Dr- Come they, on. We're talking about Magic Johnson. They wasted the number two overall pick. We're talking about Magic Johnson. On Ingram, yeah. and you're going to bring in Carmelo to just steal minutes from him. If you got faith that Ingram will eventually turn into a player, if you think Magic Johnson doesn't want to want to have those tickets being sold, oh Carmelo's in L.A. now. Mm. Magic, Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson cares Magic Johnson about just money. Cares. Magic Johnson cares about money. He does. And he cares about you know making the Lakers look good. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. So Magic Johnson, <laughs> yeah, the Lakers. I mean, the, the Knicks will go from one. Well, he makes a little more than Timothy Moskov, but that's still a big contract to take because he has to be in that deal. It's you better have con- to take it's Timothy a better Moskov. contract than Timothy Moskov though. Now, but Magic Johnson cares about money, but over money, he cares about the L.A. Lakers. Yeah. So he won't make a dumbass deal to say, I just, we, I, 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 even, even though he didn't make the pick, Brandon Ingram was the number two overall draft pick that year, right? Yeah. So you need to give him some time to develop at the three. You can't bring in Carmelo for three years. You just said, what if he decides to come off the bench? On a no, rebuilding he's team, he's not coming he's off the, not bench, for coming the Lakers. Off the bench. For the Lakers, <laughs> absolutely, he can not. play the four. <laughs> no, he can't. No. He can play the four. Who's no, their four? No, just who would you take? Randall. Randall. Who would you? Mm. It's a rebuild. He's not going to L.A. Let, stop with L.A. All right. Well, he brought. I'm up, just man. throwing it out there. Stop with L.A. What about the Clippers? The Clippers, I would say yes. <laughs> okay. The Clippers. Oh, he speaking of, though, we talked about the Raptors blowing it up. They have to blow it up. But if all if all the free agents are leaving, JJ Redick, we'll even say Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul's gone, and Blake and Blake Griffin. How, who are you going to trade? No, he's not going there. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm, I'm talking about Carmelo. If they How, come who are you going to trade to get Carmelo? Right. If they come back, maybe you can figure something out. I, I, I just think that there's a couple of places that he can go. I don't know them at this point. I think the Spurs are a place. I think the Celtics are a place. I think even if the Pacers want to try <laughs> to keep Paul George. I don't know, man. I, that's I'm just, tough, I'm, that's I, tough or, for the or Pacers. Even, or even Toronto. Yeah. Or, even, or even Portland. Or like somewhere that Portland, he could probably start, right? They put a lot of money into Evan Turner. That could be the deal that comes back. Evan Turner or whatever. There's plenty of places he can go. Will he though? Will he? Will he just say, you know what? Well, that's what Phil is banking on. Like I said, you know, he's trying to just piss him off. So does Carmelo have value? Yes. Does Carmelo? Carmelo's not. Carmelo's not going to budge unless it's like he's got. He's got to unless it's like the. The, the Cavaliers. I think if he if he ends up budging on the no trade clause, it's a good sign for the rest of his career because he'll be like, I'm not the guy. I'm, I I know I'm getting traded here to be this role. I have to accept it. So maybe we'll see. All right, what else we miss? You want to talk about Bron Bron? We can talk about Bron Bron. We want to talk about Bron Bron about these Fox Sports douchebags. You want to talk about that? Yeah. You want to talk about that? Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about, yeah, that? I'll talk about that? Oh, in case you missed it. Oh, in case you missed what? Fox Sports. Is obsessed with LeBron James? <laughs> with who? LeBron James. They're nah. obsessed with this Jordan comparison. Fuck Colin Cowherd, though. Cowherd. Biggest joke at anything. Nick, Sports. Nick, Nick Wright. That, like dude, that dude is obsessed with LeBron James. But this statement, though, every other this day, one is just over the top. Every other day, like, they'll just, whatever's going on in sports, they'll pause and say, all right, this is the Le- LeBron segment. This is LeBron's This is LeBron's segment, right? 
And Welcome to the Bronze. The most recent segment that, that caught my attention, the statement was made that Michael Jordan never beat a great team compared to LeBron James going on to win a championship. Never. Probably the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Okay. According to Cowherd, LeBron has beaten three Hall of Famers when it came to OKC. I, I guess I guess he must be he must be Nostradamus because he he knew Harden was going to be a great player five and years ago, Westbrook right? Westbrook too, right? He knew he knew five years ago that that Harden and Westbrook were going to be MVP Westbrook candidates. And Harden, Westbrook and Harden didn't make the Hall of Fame until like this year. No, they well not 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 according to him, right? He beat three Hall of Famers in the Spurs, even though the Spurs beat them beat LeBron twice in the finals. Dose. Now one and two against the Spurs. One and two Spurs against the Spurs. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. One and two against the Spurs. Who else they beat? Oh. Um, a seventy win, a seventy three win team with mm-hmm. three Hall of Famers. Well, now he says four because now because Durant, Durant's on the team, even though he wasn't on the team last. Yeah, season. which how do you just gonna put him <laughs> on the team as if he was playing against but, the Cavaliers? But technically, though, but technically though, that's ridiculous. You can't you can't add him as another Hall of Famer if you already called him a Hall of Famer five years ago when it comes to Durant, right? They didn't even right? play him last that's year. You can't say it's an entire, entire argument. At all. Entire argument is yeah. just flawed. It's just flawed. Completely and, flawed because and this is this is the one thing against that argument. One thing that would just trump that argument. I will take a top team, a top 10 team in the 90s over any team, that LeBron's any on. team that is in the NBA right now. Oh, okay. Oh, I like any that. team. I like that. I will take the 90s, a top 10 team in the 90s. Mm, top five. You'd have to discuss. How about, how about like top seven? Probably I, top seven. I, I get what you're saying, though. There's a lot of great teams. And there was way more Michael great teams Jordan than there are right now. Better competition. Better competition. Just like, think of the teams that didn't make the finals. Just think of the players like that didn't win a championship because Jordan stood Rock, in their way. The Rockets never played against Jordan. Yeah, yeah. How did that even happen? You know what? And and because of this argument, 25 years later, I wish Jordan didn't retire. <laughs> I really do. Because yeah. then we would that be able to say, been. That you could been. add the Houston Rockets to the list. Yep. So he didn't beat the Rockets. Okay. Didn't beat the Rockets. But he beat the Pistons. Okay. Would he have beaten the Rockets? He beat the Lakers. He beat, I think he would have. He beat the Blazers. He beat the Blazers. That was Scottie Pippen's best He beat year, by the, the Utah Jazz. Twice. Arguably the best one-two combo in NBA history. Yep. A point, guard, point guard power forward combo ever. No. And John Stockton yeah. and Carmelo. Malone. He, he the, was the sole yeah. reason neither one of those guys won a championship. He beat, yep. he beat the best Basically, if the you're best gonna, team that Phoenix has ever had If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna, the Suns that year in 1993. And, and Charles Barkley's best year. MVP year. Charles, that team with, that with team was Kevin ridiculous. Johnson, Charles Barkley. Best team I've seen. Best Phoenix Suns team. I don't know. I, I don't know about the 70s and all that, but in the last, what, 30 years, that was probably the best team in franchise history. That was a team. Dan Marley. Right. That team was better than, than, than uh, Nash, Nash, Nash and, Nash and uh, Marley. Cedric Sabalos when he could still ball. Tom Chambers. He, his whole point was about Hall of Famers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so Michael Jordan, he didn't beat Charles Barkley? He didn't. He didn't beat Carmelo. Barkley Malone. don't have a ring, though. But he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he's Doesn't the reason. Jordan, Jordan. Is the reason he doesn't have a ring. <laughs> he beat Carmelo. Exactly. He beat John Stockton. Those two didn't win a ring. He's the sole reason because why. Who else didn't win it? We didn't even mention Gary Clyde, Payton and Kai Sean Drexler, Kemp. Kai Drexler, yeah. Clyde Drexler before he went to Houston, he had to go to Houston to win a ring yeah. when Michael wasn't in the league. When Michael retired. When and Michael wasn't even in the league. Gary Payton. I'm, and I'm Sean my eyes Kemp. all bugged out right now, just like I'm, Nick, Nick, I'm not Nick Wright. Even, that's how that's this. how that's how Kenny Smith got a ring. <laughs> yeah. I'm not <laughs> because of that. Yeah, he He's gotta thank Michael for that. Sam Cassell too. 
<laughs> Robert Orr, Robert Orr in his early yeah. years. Um, Rudy all, Tom Johnovich. All I'm saying, no. Okay, so let let's talk about this. I think this is the more fun argument that I'm just going to create right now. Who's the best team that Jordan beat in the finals? Utah. Probably that Phoenix. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, Utah. No, nah, Utah. I'm taking the Sonics. Sonics, really? Nah, I'm taking the Sonics Utah. with Detlef Shrimp, Peyton. I don't know. That nah, might, man, Utah. That might have been one of the weaker teams. That left shrimp. Utah's the only team that nearly pushed them to seven games. I just love that Sonics team. I don't know. Maybe it's just. Crazy. I don't know. The Sonics beat them. Brought them to six. Yeah. The Sonics did. Yeah. I. I don't, oh yeah, Sonics I, did win two. You guys. Yeah. Are, you, and so did, so did no, Phoenix. You guys are sleeping on Gary Payton though. The Gary Payton. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, another well, Hall of Famer. That that. Yeah, but that, when that I when I say beat. almost brought them to game seven, I mean like Jordan made that winning shot. You know what I mean? Like, but that like, was that, that it Sonic, came down to that Sonics that team, final play. That Sonics team was like a, a a deep team. They were like a they were I, I don't know. I, I would I would say I probably tell you really the like Jazz. Them. You like them? I would probably Sam say Sam Perkins the, in them. Sam Perkins. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. <laughs> Sam Perkins. Sam. Hershey Hawkins. Hershey Hawkins. Hershey. Hershey. <laughs> Let's keep going. Who's the white? Never, who's the white? I never knew. I never knew you love you love this team so much. Um, but the Jazz. I would say it's it's either the, the Jazz team, the Suns team. All right, so then who's the best team that the, the that LeBron knocked off? The Spurs, right? That he knocked off? Yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, easy. And an that, aging and, Spurs. And that wasn't. Team. And that wasn't. But besides but, that, that wasn't that even was him. Only because of Ray Allen. Yeah, that wasn't even. It wasn't even him. Yeah, you could say that. That's and, true. What did, and what did he do the following the following year? He he got leg cramps in game one. They would have. They would have been. They, they should have gotten swept <laughs> in 2014. Okay, you know, but what's the what's the biggest uh, argument when you when you talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James? What's the biggest thing that the the, 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 the rings. Michael Jordan said? Yeah, okay. Every time Michael Jordan sides says the rings. They say that Jordan's never lost in the finals. But so let's look at the teams that LeBron did lose against. Number one team that stands out to me is the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas motherfucking Mavericks. Listen. You guys hate on Very Dirk? talented team. Not Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Famer. But if you look at the rest of that roster on the Dallas Mavericks, what, 38-year-old Jason Kidd? Mm-hmm. Tyson Chandler? I mean, uh, Sean Marion. Sean Marion, JJ Barea, Sean Marion at the tail end of his career. I mean, let's talk about that players, team guys. knocked off LeBron James, but yeah. that's that's the year they never want to talk about, right? Yeah, Nick Wright and and that's Colin how we That's how he starts. Off, never want to. That's talk how about he starts that. off his argument, excluding the 2011 NBA Finals. Oh yeah, we get. We, oh, you're just gonna exclude. So, that? so why don't we exclude? Oh wait, we can't exclude anything from Jordan because every time he went to the finals, he won it. Right. Yeah. Why don't you exclude those two years he retired then, and just say he won mm-hmm. six in a row? I don't know. Anyways, I guess we got that off our chest. Right? All right, cool. Cool. So game seven, baby. Let's go. Game Let's seven. go. Game seven, baby. Woo. Well, this in case you missed it, it's brought to you by Seattle Night. <laughs> <laughs> when you want the best. <laughs> Make sure you download the CLNS radio app on your Android, on your iPhone for the best sports coverage, especially in Boston sports. You can listen to the Causeway Street podcast on there, along with other great podcasts, including Sean's Boys. The Podcast FC. Podcast FC. By the way, the, uh, the Premier best. League is ending at the end of the week. Well, didn't Chelsea already wrap that up? Maybe. <laughs> but still, there's placing to be done. Maybe. Well, there's placing to be done. Manchester United trying to shoot for that top four spot. Well, make sure you listen to Podcast FC for the best in soccer coverage. But fuck that. Right now, you got to listen to Causeway Street. Like he said, I second that. And that's it for... In case you missed it. I forgot to bring up something. Oh, go ahead. This is a very serious topic. Okay. Why the fuck did Tom Brady pose for the batting cover? 
because Roger Goodell finally found, figured out a way to maybe slow him down. Maybe. Probably not. To be continued, folks. To be continued. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see how that ends. All right. I had. To I wasn't off. excited about it either. I yeah. had to get off my chest, and then he's breaking mirrors on his thing, man. Not <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed, Sean's big on uh, superstitions. You know how much that hurt me to watch? Well, clearly, he's not into superstitions. That's <laughs> his so, point. I blame Tony Robbins on this, and this is the different. This is a whole different point. <laughs> did, you, did, you go, did you go outside and hop on one foot and throw some salt on each side of your shoulder to reverse that? I bought a rabbit's foot. There you I go. will say that. That's good. Say Hail Mary as well. There you go. Bought a couple of prayer candles. So you got them. You're, you're going you're gonna to even it up. You know right. what? Just get a Roger Goodell um, doll. doll. And, you know, you but can figure it out But if Roger Goodell gets hurt, how does that help Brady if he gets hurt? Well, maybe he doesn't and you reverse I'm just, it. I'm, just, I'm, not even, I'm not even that worried about it. I'm just worried that if something happens, you know how many times we're going to have to see that fucking shit? <laughs> Literally, anybody that you know that's not a Patriots fan will just be like, play. <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. Any argument that you ever have, they just play right there. Make sure you follow us on all social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Our Snapchat game is on point. So he runs that bad boy when he's at the garden. Oh, I'll slide into your DMs too. Um. Okay, cool. You'll have Sean sliding into your DMs. <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Game seven. Something to look forward to, baby. Hey. Let's see what happens. Win or lose, we will be right back and a week peep, later. And peep, uh, oh, you guys will be back. Peep by the way, is uh, Celtics even, pregame show before barely, game seven. We barely mentioned this, but before we come back on again, I will know if we're going to get Markel Fultz or not. All right. The draft lottery will happen before we come back on air. That's true. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Happy Mom's Day, Mom. For, My for mom listens to every mamas, episode. Uh, out there, Mama Pavone, I know she listens. Shout out to you. And she had a birthday a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, sorry. Happy yeah, birthday, right. Mama Happy birthday, Pavone. Mom. Happy birthday, Mama Dudes. Her birthday was two weeks ago, too. We love all the mamas out there. Thanks for supporting us. And Guys, I don't know if you understand this. Game motherfucking seven. Game seven. I'm going to count how many times you've said that. Oh, Game seven. It's going to be a classic, right? I think it's going to be an instant classic. All right, we'll see. John Wall versus Isaiah Thomas. I think it's going to come down to that in that fourth quarter. I hope so because Isaiah Thomas got that 10 times out of 10. Anyways. Well, on that note, until next time, folks. Game seven, baby, let's go! All right, see you guys. Woo! Peace.